we're getting everybody in here. Tim, Tim's going to do the countdown, and we'll tell everybody hello on the count of three. On ready? One, two, three. Hello. It's good to have all our church family here that can be here. We got a lot of folks that are on the road, traveling mercies. A lot of folks that uh, got a lot of stuff going. But I tell you what, we're two or more gathered. There he is also. So I think you guys are coming to be blessed today. Is that right? Amen. All right. I thought you were excited about being here, right? Absolutely. Uh, really, today is going to be a really special time. And uh, if you got your handouts, you can take a look at a few things. And, and it's called, What's Your Story? We do this from time to time. And everybody has a story. Uh, the life is just moving so fast sometimes, and we don't always get an opportunity to share that. But let me tell you, God is working in the midst of your situation. I can promise you that. Amen. And so today i got a brother uh, that's a good friend of mine, my neighbor, and uh, he's going to share a little bit. But I want to kind of give you a little background on, on what's going on, okay? So, uh, you know, sometimes God, let's just put it this way, all the time God is working all things together for the good, amen? You know, uh, my, my buddy that I'm going to get ready to introduce here has been my neighbor since we lived here. We've been living in our home for about 21 years, and I think you guys beat us here by just a few years. But let me tell you, you know, you can, you can take things for granted. You can take people for granted sometimes, you know. And I saw, I saw my neighbor and his family growing up and different things going on. And I said, hey, God, what's going on? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Different things going on. And, uh, you know, I, I knew the guy was a great guy because he had an ODU sticker all over everything. You know? And I said, man, I, I'm going to get along great with this guy, you know. So as time goes by, you know, uh, uh, John and Kay both work out where I work out during the day. And ideas, what you got going and different things. And. You know, it's kind of interesting that sometimes, even in some tough times, God will work those relationships together. He knows where you are from the very beginning. You don't hear about that today. And probably a, a year or so ago, uh, John called me at work and said, look, my father-in-law passed away. Is there any way you can do the funeral? And I had been off work doing a lot of funerals, and I was, my natural kicks in for just a second. I'm like, I don't know if I can get off work anymore and all this stuff. And he said something along the lines, and he said, but, but really, I, I really need you to do this. And that was it. Uh, did you ever coach basketball or anything like that? When the coach says, hey, man, I need you. I was like, I was like I'll, I'll be there. You know what I mean? So the blessing really started in the midst of a tragedy. Because when I got to meet some of Kay's family and stuff, I found out that I knew most of them. And I thought, I said, man, I bet they did it because they're a bunch of huggers like us. You know? And through that, God started forging the relationship together for time going on. Isn't it amazing how we, we think these little small steps, but God's got it all played out from the very beginning. And so through that, we were able to grow in that relationship. And again, through another tragic time, when Kay's mom passed away, I was, I was given the privilege to speak on her behalf for the family. And man, what some awesome folks of the Lord and a privilege, I say, to be able to speak on their behalf. Uh, and the legacy that they've left uh, through their family and their children is just amazing. But through that time, there's a few things going on. And I want to introduce John to come on up here. I'm going to ask you guys to give him a big warm KTP welcome. John Kassoum is going to come on up. Check one, two. Check one, two. Man, he sounded good. So I want to just kind of do a little bit of setup here, and I'm going to let John share what God's been doing in his life. Now, uh, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. Like I said, I saw John out and about different times, and he waved and everything like that. But one of those things, and the reason I want to bring this in, you're going to see how God works all things together for the good. That's really our scripture for today. Romans 8, 28, God works all things together for the good for those who love him and call him according to his purpose. So I just want to take a few minutes and, and, and say thanks for coming out. And, uh, you know, as he's been going through this journey, uh, and I'm going to let him tell all that, I, I, so far not to jump right in. But I want him to be able to, to put it in his words and share with us today. But uh, he's had a few things going on. It's been ups, down, bumps, and bruises, but God's still good all the time with everybody. So tell us a little bit about what's going on and how the journey started, where you're at, and what's, what's actually going on in your life. Okay. Um, a couple things first um, before I start that journey. Um, I thank the Lord every day Amen. for my wife and my family. Absolutely. Been with us, been with me um, through some real hard times. And uh, not a moment away was my wife. She was always beside me, helping me through. And I met a lot. And I want to thank you guys um, praying for me um, in my journey. Uh, it meant so much um, being in and out of the hospital for the last four or five months. Um, and to know that there were people praying for you and 
at times this, that was amazing strength. Um, so I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for spending that time and, and helping me. Um, I really appreciate it. My journey. So uh, just like the Lord's journey to the cross and the, and the resurrection, it was a long one. Um, a lot of pain and a lot of glory through the way. And it started with, um, you know, in a playpen together with my god brother. Um, his parents baptized me um, 54 years ago. Um, and they were my second family. My, my second mother, my second father. Um, their responsibility was to bring me up in the faith and in, in Jesus Christ and the Lord. And um, my god brother has been there for me. He's just like a brother to me. Uh, through all the family trials and tribulations, all the weddings, all the baptisms, the death and being with my father when he was growing, going through things uh, health-wise. In my family, we have a hereditary um, kidney disease. And over time, um, it manifests and creates problems. And ultimately, you lose the function of your kidneys, and then you have to have dialysis or have a transplant. Well, um, you know, we go through school together, you know, jobs together, um, family life together, and my godbrother has always been there for me. Um, and as, you know, my children are born, and as I'm going through my life, I could tell things were changing. Um, I could tell things just weren't right. I wasn't feeling good. Um, Things were not going well, but the Lord had brought, you know, my family and myself together with my godbrother from pretty much, he's a month and a half younger than me, and we were in the same playpen together pretty much every Sunday. Our family spent time together, um, you know, whether it was after church or whatever, we were, we were always together as a large family, and we would always be there for each other. Uh, when he was having issues, I, I was there for him, vice versa. And come about, you know, 94, 95, just been married, had birth of our daughter, find out that I had inherited, and as well as my sister had inherited the same kidney disease that my father did. And Mike had always been there for my father um, while he was going through dialysis. And, you know, I was with, with him, you know, those three times a week. Um, dialysis treatments, and then my dad had a kidney transplant and rejected his first one, and then the second one took, and everything was going great, and then he ended up passing away of some other complications, but, um, you know, Mike, Mike, my godbrother, was always there for me. Um, and the Lord, at some level, was always there for me. Um, he, he brought us together for a reason, and then so from 94 to just about um, six or eight months ago, um, things were going in a not good direction for me. And uh, it came to the point where the doctor said, John, we have a couple of choices. One, you can go through a transplant or a kidney transplant, or we can start thinking about where we go from a dialysis perspective. And you know, you kind of start wondering why is this happening? You know, what, what, what's this all about? And so um, go through that uh, kind of decision-making process and, uh, you know, place a phone call to Mike and said, hey, bud, here's what's happening. And he said, what do I need to do? Who do I call? And I was like, really? Mike said, absolutely. Who do I call? And I said, well, you th thank the Lord again. It works in mysterious ways. Um, we have one of the best kidney transplant centers on the East Coast right here in Norfolk, in Norfolk Sinterra. Great, great doctors, great nurses, just a wonderful place. And I said, well, you called this, this person. It's a living kidney transplant donor coordinator. Mike said, I'll call him up. So we go through the process of, you know, Kay looks to see if she's a match for me and 
you know, she would be there to donate for me as well. I know, I know that, but it, it wasn't the right kind of match. Um, at the same time, the Lord is working his magic because of my sister. My sister has the same thing, and at the same time, we're going through the process. So, luckily, her husband was a good match for her. And, um, you know, a few few months later, we find out that Mike is a great match for me, my godbrother. And he says, John, this is a go. And so then we go through the process together of making sure I'm healthy enough, he's healthy enough to donate. Because it's a lot harder on the donor than it is on the recipient. Um, they're actually giving me an organ, but they're taking one away from my godmother. So he and I sit down and have a conversation because I'm really worried from my past experience about what my dad went through about rejecting something. You know, the Lord is giving me a gift. And then in your mind, you're going, well, what if I reject that? And how does that make you feel? And how does that, how does that begin to, you know, you, you begin to worry about the impacts to, you know, I, I was worried about the impact to my God brother. You know, you have your faith there and you go, okay, you have to trust in the Lord. The Lord told him to go do this. So you just take that leap of faith and you say, okay, let's go. And so in November of this past year, my sister had her transplant. And in December, um, I had mine. And um, at the same time, you know, my wife's going, my wife's father passed away about a year before that. Her mother is having complications, old age and other things. And so she's worried about her mother, but then she's also worried about me. And um, I thank the dear Lord every day to get, for, for him giving her the strength to be able to deal with all of that. So all of this is coming together and have the transplant in December. December 13th is basically a second birthday for me. Um, going to surgery, eight o'clock in the morning, um, come out about two o'clock that afternoon. Um, six o'clock rolls around and I look at my wife and I say, different person. I can feel the change immediately. Amen. Um, my blood numbers had come down. Um, all the complications I was dealing with from, from, from poor kidney performance was basically gone. I mean, I could feel a difference in my skin. I could feel a difference in my mental state. I could feel a difference across the board. Um, the doctors came in and said, hey, everything was great. Uh, we want you to start eating a normal diet. We want you to start doing everything back what it was before you had all of this. And honestly, I said to myself, I really don't remember how good it is to feel this way uh, because it's such a slow process that I didn't remember what it was like to feel good. I could have peanut butter, I could have potato, I could have things that, you know, you, you took for granted before and then you have complication and you can't have those things. And so I'm sitting here, I said, hey, can I have a peanut butter cracker or I'm starving? I, you know, I feel so good and I'm eating and my, my God brother's sister, my God, my God sister came in and said, how you doing? And we were talking, I was like, I got to talk to Mike. Um, I've got to, I've got to talk to Mike. How can I talk to Mike? Is he doing okay? And she said, John, you know, he's he's going through a lot. And the pain is just immense for somebody um, that has given up an organ, basically. And um, so it was a day or so, and finally we were able to talk. And he was doing significantly better. Um, I felt like a totally different person. Totally. And... You know, after that, he recovered. He's back to normal. 
thank the Lord for that because, you know, what a special gift, buddy. Um, if everybody here is born with two kidneys, okay, just so you kind of a, maybe some little information, all you need is one to live with. And the risks of donation is very small associated with a kidney donation. Um, of course, infection and other things, but you can live a very healthy and long life with one kidney. And the Lord has designed our body in such a way that when one kidney is gone or removed, your other kidney picks up the extra capacity. So Mike's basically back to normal. Um, and um, he has, you know, the Lord working through Mike has basically saved my life. So everything's going great. Kay's mother passes away about a month and a half ago. And all of a sudden, after that, I didn't start feeling very well again. I was like, hmm, what's, what's going on? And I go in for, so when you have a transplant, they monitor you really closely. Um, I'm at clinic once a week, um, you know, blood work, everything else. And I was doing really well, so now I was going every other week and then every month. And all of a sudden things started creeping in and because they're adjusting your medicines and everything. Um, and I didn't start feeling very well. I was like, hmm, this is different. Um, so I go into clinic and they said, oh, your blood numbers don't look good. We need to admit you into the hospital. And I'm like, uh-oh. You know, my mind is starting to go. You know, you really, you really start questioning things again. You know, I had gotten to a point buddy where life was pretty stable, was pretty balanced. And then all of a sudden this. So, you know, you're going on this emotional roller coaster. Going in and they do the biopsy and find out that sure enough I have, a, even though a very mild form of rejection, I'm still having re a rejection episode. So I then start um, mentally just trying to prepare myself for the worst case. Um, Texas started to fly from this guy. What a special person. Have faith, brother, have faith. It's gonna be okay, have faith. My wife telling me the same thing. It's gonna be good. I know it is, we're praying for you. People are here and around the world praying for you. We got your back, the Lord has you. Go through some pretty intense treatments. Um, some of the medicines they were giving me were like 200 times stronger than what I was normally taking for a day. So the side effects were really, were hard. Um, but having the faith, having that foundation, and knowing there were people pulling for you um, helps you immensely through that process. Come out of that. Uh, one day turned it. One day it was supposed to be in the hospital. One day turned it into five. Um, come home. A couple days later, I start feeling really well. I was like, "Wow, this is going good." Go back to the clinic, and my treatment had worked. It had worked, and everything started going well. And so here I am today. Um, almost back to normal um, from where I was. Um, they're always adjusting my medicines. And uh, and my god brother is doing really well. So that journey has been pretty immense. And knowing, again, knowing that the foundation in the Lord, knowing that this congregation was there for me meant everything. So uh, thank you. Amen, amen. So here we go. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you. Thank you. I want to share a few things that, that I'm learning along the way. Man, isn't it amazing how God's working all things together for the good? Man, I really, really appreciate that. I'm going to tell you what. I know it was the right time to, to just, you know, I said, Lord, what, what am I going to preach on this week? What am I going to preach on this week? And She's text back and forth to John, and, and I said, man, you know, and he had told me, I said, man, when we get through the other side of this thing, you notice I said, we. I know I'm not the one there, but we can come alongside when somebody's going through, you know. 
That's what God calls us to do. There were so many things that he shared in there. I want to try to pull out a few things that, that the Lord was just showing me. When I, when I talked to John this week, I said, hey, and he told me earlier, he said, man, you tell me whenever. I'll be, I'll be glad to come and share. If it'll help somebody, if it'll glorify God, let me tell you, I, I, I got it. I, I will do this. Any, anything. Isn't it amazing when we get that fresh uh, outlook on life? You know, he was just sharing, he says, it's been so long since I felt so good. You know, I know that there's people listening, there's people in, in this room, there's people that are not here today because it's been so long since they felt good. And I said, man, thank you so much for coming today to share that story because it gives us hope. It gives us a name and a face to see, look, hey, I'm going through it. He didn't say, man, I'm just, oh, man, I did this, everything was great. You know, I, I thought about that. Sometimes as a pastor, I think about, you know, Lord, how can I minister to folks? How, how can I speak into their life? I, I haven't been through this. I don't know what they're going through and things like this. Lord, help me to be compassionate. Help me to listen better. You know, because a lot of times you just don't know what to say. But sometimes you say, hey, man, I got your back. Hey, man, God's got this. Hey, man, let's keep on going. Amen. And we see many of the folks that everybody's going to have something in their story. You know, I, I know in my story, I like to skip a couple of pages or paragraphs. How about you? You know, a couple of chapters. We'd like to say, you know what? But God is working those things together to be good. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. So I hope you guys enjoy that. What a special day and a, a special testimony. So I want, to, I want to kind of just cut through a few things and just pull out some of the things that God has been showing me through this. So I'm going to crank this up here. We ready to go, John? All right. I don't know if I'm on here or not. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So really, when we started talking about this, I said, well, what, tell me, you know, what's your story, man? What's going on? And isn't it amazing how God's working things all together? You know, I see my buddy up and down the street, but through some tough times, through some loss, he's building our relationship for now. That's just on one level. That's just my level. I'm not hanging out talking, you know? I know where he lives. I see the kids grow up, and, man, they're growing up. Finishing college, going into college, everything else. And I tell you what, sometimes when you walk through a dark time with people, God forges those relationships like no other relationship. Amen? You know? It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Not that you desire that because you want the good, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to be there when it's good and when it's bad. And when it's just so long, we're going to be sticking in there. You know, something that Tanya and I have talked about over the time in the ministry, when we see something that's amazing, she always says this. She says, but that's what God, that's what love does. When he says that your God goes, hey, I'm in. Where do I sign? God was working all things together for the good, not just since November in the playpen. In the playpen. That's, I, want, I want you to give God glory to that because we know that he knows from the very beginning, but just getting our minds wrapped around that. That's amazing, but he, he knows us from the very beginning. We've got scripture that you can write down and hold on to these things. And I just want to build our faith in this because, like I said, i got so many of my good friends going through tough stuff. And if you're not going through tough stuff, I don't, wanna, I don't want to alarm you. I just want to inform you. You will have some tough days sometimes. It, it's just life. It's part of that. But you know what? When you go through something, can you, can you be used by God to help somebody else when they go? On a much smaller scale. When I had my knees done. Guess what? Jim was having his knees done. I don't know why. He'll actually listen to me more than anybody else right now. That's amazing. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying, because you know why did you go through that? You see? Did you have this? Did this happen? And so you can speak into his life. I said, man, you're doing great. You're doing good. You're doing good. All the difference in the world when he's on the walker. And he's like, I said, come on, granddad. Straighten up. You can do this. Let's keep going. And next thing you know, he says, yeah, I'm doing it all right. And Titan Tim come by and he goes, man, Mr. Jimmy, you're looking good. Now, everybody else has told him that, but sometimes just having that other voice whisper and say, hey, man, you can do this. You're not alone. Let me tell you, we've been praying for you. Come on, let's keep rolling. I know in, in my journey, whether it's a health situation, a heart situation, or whatever it is, let me tell you, when you have somebody that you know that loves you and, and genuinely cares about you, it makes all the difference. But even if you can't put your hand on that person, even if you can't put a name to that, I'm going to give you a name above all names that is always for you in the name of Jesus. Amen? Always. So let's go ahead and jump in a little bit here. 
Our scripture, like I said, is Romans 8, 28, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. I think that covers us, amen? I think that covers us for sure. But, you know, each one of these things that we go through, God can use them in a mighty way to build our faith, to bring glory to him, and also to encourage someone else in his own career, amen? So I want to look at a, a few things as we step through here. And I was thinking about never being alone. It's something about when you're going through something, if you know you're not alone, it just seems to make it a lot better, isn't it? If you just know somebody cares, amen? I used to think about this one time. I was going through a real tough time in my life, and I'd go out and come back home, and I, I, I'm always, I'm just being honest, I would look at my, my answering machine. Stop red light. And I remember hearing myself say something stupid like this, but what I didn't realize was I was really putting that in my mind. I said, I feed my dog. I said, well, nobody called, nobody cares. Keep on going. Because in that particular place in my life, it wasn't real fun. There was a lot of things going on. Went through a divorce, different things like that. You know, didn't know if I was going to leave my house. Didn't know, all those different things. But what I found out, there were a lot of people that cared. And ultimately, God always cares. So don't always go by what you see. Don't go always go by what you hear. But you can always go by the word of God. Amen. You're never alone. So I want to give you some, some scriptures as we go through here. You know, we start out our stories like where, where uh, you know, where you were. Where did it start at? And I look at, I just, I got a lot of scripture and I'm just going to kind of walk and talk through this thing today. Psalm 139, 13 says, for you, for you, for my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Now we, I think it's amazing. Every time I just shared this once he told me about the playpen deal. Man, this Holy Ghost ball come out there. And the Lord whispered, he says, I, I was there before that. From the very beginning. He was there. Not just for John. Not just for me. But for you. I want you to make it personal today. I want you to grab hold of this today. And realize that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is unchanging. And I, to me, that gives me a lot of confidence in Christ. Because I know that he is faithful even when I'm not. I want you to hear that. Even when I miss the mark. When I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, the shed blood of the cross, for, for remission of our sin, and he rose on the third day, that is the gospel, that is the good news, that is the power to, to salvation. When we, have, when we have said, Lord, come into my life, forgive me, and I said, I need you. The Bible said there's one way to get to heaven, it's through Jesus Christ. He sets you in that family. I like how he describes he says, my God brother, my, my God family. Did you notice he said something? He says, he said, and, and it was their responsibility to raise me up in the faith. I like that. You know what? As, as a church family, as a body of believers, we're called to do that. We're called to come alongside one another and encourage one another in the, in the Lord. When one part of the body is hurting, we all are. That's, do you see your role? Do you see when, when people are not here, that's why it hurts when they're gone? I understand people can't be here all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But do you see how vital you are to the family? Do you see that it spokes in the wheel for Jesus? We keep our eyes on the centerpiece. But if you start removing spokes, guess what? The wheel gets wobbly. So it's great for us to pull together and continue to keep our eyes on him. So you're never alone. So I think about, well, where, where you are. God knows exactly where you are. In this psalm right here, I, I want to encourage you to, to write this down. Psalm 91 is always a psalm of protection. If you've got things going on in your life, and it's never a bad place to look in God's Word. But I want you to, to take this and, and hold this to heart and study that. Speak that. Let God, through the Holy Spirit, just grow that in there. He says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. What do you mean by that, buddy? What's it, what are they saying? Well, to me, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, when we dwell, what does it mean to dwell? To live. To be, be a part of. To hang out. I'm going to buffer and translate it a little bit. To spend time. Dwell. Be there. How much time are we spending with the Lord? You know, as John shared, it wasn't, again, I'm going to go back to this. He talked about it's, it's emotional roller coaster. And, and, and I was trying to get my mind around that. And he said something really amazing today. Exactly what I thought. And, and you don't want to speak doubt, but you know what? You look at the big picture. What happens if it doesn't work? And you know what I love about this? See, life gets bigger than you. He didn't say, what happens if it doesn't work? What am I going to do? Did you notice what he said? He said he was worried about his brother. He was concerned about 
someone else. See, when, when someone gives you life, it becomes more than just your life. It's a life that you can come back and, and impact so many people. So many people. You think about that? You know, let me tell you, I'm sure that that's no easy task. I didn't realize this, that, that it's tougher on the person donating than it is the one receiving. So when you're going into this, you already know, guess what? You're going to get the tough part of the deal. But he never wavered. He was already made. See, see, that's the commitment we need in following the Lord. That's what I'm going to do. I don't care if I go left or go right. This is what I'm going to do. Because that's what love does. You know? And you turn around, and my mother-in-law, she was talking to John. She said, you know what? What God has started, he will finish this morning. <coughs> if you're in a place in your life and you know that God has started this, hold on. Press in. Keep looking up. You're not alone. Because you know what? When we dwell in the shelter of the Most High, we will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. In the presence of God, everything's stripped away. You know what I mean? You don't have to have the fear and the worry and the guilt and all that. I thought about different things. You know, if I was going through this and it didn't work, I, would, would I feel bad? Man, my, my friend went through all this. My brother went through this. My family member went through this. Reel the story back. He saw his dad go through this. You see what's going on here. You go, wow, I know what's up ahead. That's a big deal. His sister goes through I didn't even realize this. His sister's going through this. What about the rest of the family? You know, they're looking, could I be the next one? What, what's going on? Does it grow our compassion? Does it help us not take today for granted? I think so. Praise God. Look at this. I don't know what statistics are and all this stuff, but I know to have this, they go through a lot of hoops. And you have to be a perfect match. Best you can, right? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Did you hear he said that his sister's her husband was a match. See, I want you to see this now. It's amazing as God working in John's life, he's working in her life. Everybody's got a story. What's your story? Your story might not be sickness. It might be uh, addiction. It might be a money situation. It might be low self-esteem. It might be, I don't know what it is. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want you to see this. This is the glorified God. This is the glorified God. And I hope by hearing other folks share their story, you say, well, if God did that for Don, Don, and he did that for his sister, and he's doing it for us, what about? What is he doing for Mike, his brother? He's still working in the city, He's functioning just like before. What I want you to see is that God will do that for you. doesn't mean there's ups and, won't be ups and downs, but you will have to say God walk with me. Regardless of where you're at, amen? You have the same church family coming alongside and praying for you as you walk through that, amen? We want to dwell in the, in the promises of God, amen? So what about this, where are you going? Look at this, 2 Thessalonians 3, 5 says, May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. I didn't know all this story. I just knew and my brother's going through some, some tough times, big decisions, and we need to pray for him. And I thought, man, the Lord laid him on my heart. Now think about this. We went from a relationship like, hey, brother, how you doing? Good? Yep, ODU, Bible. How's the kids? To first thing in the morning, bro, hey, look, man, you're on my heart. Hey, look, man, let me tell you, you're not alone. Hey, look, we're praying for you. Hey, our extension of our ministry, how God has blessed our ministry over in the Philippines and all around the world. They're calling. They're sending stuff. And they want to know, how can we pray for our extended church family? Let me tell you how you can pray. You know, I texted him one night. I thought to Miss Karen, and I was giving him the prayer request. And what I want to ask you, how does it feel to know some people on the other side of the world are praying for you guys? That's amazing. To me, that gives me strength. That gives me hope I'm not alone. God weaves that family together in such a magnificent way to let you know, hey, you're worth it. You're worth it. So where are we going? 
You know, John was talking about this. Did you see the man's heart? There's no script. There's no nothing. This is his life he's sharing with you. And sometimes it's tough. But you know what I like? It's for real. I called the hospital. It's a kid right here. He's right here. He's been here the whole time. Amazing. Amazing testimony of the family. See, JV, how's your dad? He's doing anything. And, and Helen just graduated, right? Your daughter, right? Uh, when was it? Coming up. Coming up now. So she's going to do some school teaching. Is that right? I mean, so what I'm saying is, I want you, they're everyday people doing everyday things with everyday life and everyday problems, serving extraordinary God. Seeing a, 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 a move of God in their life. Okay? I want you to see that God is for you. He doesn't just pour out on this person here and this person there, and, and sometimes it may seem like that. But let's go back to the beginning. From the very beginning, God was working all things together. Working all things together for the good. I hope that you guys take a look at that. It's, it's just amazing to me to see how God works in those things. I want to share something else that just kind of woke my spirit when he was sharing, sharing these things. When I pulled these things together, I hadn't talked about this. I just knew this is what was going on. And I said, Lord, you know, I said, Lord, just let the Lord leave and share your story. And I appreciate that so much. I go back to what he said that rang out in my, my head. He said, it had been so long since I felt this that I couldn't even remember what I felt. There are people that are listening. There are people that are listening later on. And just, it's been so long since... I've had the joy of the Lord. It's been so long since I've had peace. It's been so long that I've been walking in fear. It's been so long that I've been in bondage today. Man, let the Lord release his goodness in your life. Receive that. You know, I, I can tell you this from passion the last 20 years. One of the things that I see, and I was preaching to me first, we have a problem with our receivers. What do you mean? Well, sometimes maybe we're not listening. But I'm telling you, when there's somebody that wants to bless you and somebody wants to speak into your life and all that, would you just listen for them and try to let them bless you? Try to let them just pour out. You know, let them be a blessing. You know? Let them be a blessing. Because I'm going to tell you what. It's okay to get help. It's okay to receive help. It's okay to give help. Amen? On any level, I just feel like I'm supposed to, to share that. A lot of times, I'm going to do it on my own. You heard me say this many times. I used to say, man, when I was coming up, my dad said, you got to be a man. you got to be a man. Let's go on. you got to do it. Suck it up, man. Come on. you got to roll. So I grew up thinking, man, if I make the problems, i got to solve them. Guess what I found out? I can make a whole lot more problems than I can solve on my own. That's why Denise came on board. Because she could tell me, don't do that early. Everybody's married said, amen. Yeah. But you know what? God does put people in your life at times. To say, hey, uh, you know, we might need a course correction here. Are they speaking it in love? But ultimately, are you going to God's word? Are you spending time with the most high God so that we're in the shelter of the rest? That we're, we're resting in him. You know? I mentioned this before. just popped back in my mind. A friend of mine went out on a boat ride. He's been around the world all his life. Went out with his wife. They were out for a little while. He's like, baby, we got to get back. Storm's coming up. And then they had a couple little things going on with the boat. And they're coming back. And it's getting bad. And his wife's going, what's going on? He said, baby, it's going to be good either way. He said, what do you mean? He said, well, if we get back, it's going to be great. If we don't, we know where we're going. And she screams out, but I want to see my grandkids. <laughs> he said, hey, what's going on there? But in the midst of that, he had already made a decision. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. In the midst of this, can we already say, it's going to be good. It's not going to be a picnic, going through tough times. I am never, ever, ever minimizing what anybody ever goes through. I haven't been through some of the things that they've, they've been through. But maybe some people haven't been through what I've been through. But what I want to do is maximize the grace of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. How he's already on the scene. No matter where you are, God is on the scene. Nothing catches God by surprise. Nothing. And sometimes I'm finding out as I walk this out that it's not so much why, God. It's what, God? What am I going to learn out of this so I can help somebody else? What am I going to do? How, how am I going to see you differently, Lord? 
so that you are glorified. Lord, how am I going to just be used in this situation? It takes all the sting out of it when you say, what is it like? Because then you're looking to the answer for the answer. And the answer is Christ. Amen? It might not always be the answer you want in the time frame that you want in the way that you want, but let me tell you, you're never alone. How many know it's just good to be in the presence of God all the time? Amen? Well, you know what? I want to talk a little bit before we close out here today about God's fingerprints. In his situation, there's a story in every one of your lives. I believe there's a story, there's a song in each and every person's life. God has poured something into you that is amazing. It's not like anybody else. I know, why is it that we want everybody to be like us? And then if somebody starts acting like you, you say, why are you acting like me? We're, we're just fickle like that, aren't we? You know what I want to be like? Jesus. You know what? I miss that mark a lot. But God allows grace and fresh starts. Are you willing to start again? Are you willing to get back up? Are you willing to say, hey, look, today's a new day, Lord. Help me to, to, to respond better to my family. Lord, help me to, to, to be more diligent in my job. Lord, help me to eat right. Help me to whatever. Help me to speak. Listen to this. Something positive. Does anybody ever get around people that are negative? I'm going to take a drink of water on that one. Nobody? I need to work with y'all. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Why are we so negative sometimes? You know? How many know it's a nice day outside? Yeah, but, you know, grass still wet. Yeah, man, but I got allergies. Yeah, you, you, can you just find something one thing good? Can you? I don't know who I'm speaking to. Maybe I'm talking to me first. But I'm around people all the time. I'm going, man, I'm trying to bring life into them. And you go, man, that's great. Hey, look, you got this opportunity. This is going on. Today's a good day, man. Today's a good day. And they give me the yeah, but. Why we got the yeah, but in there? Why can't we just say, amen? Yes. Find the good in your day. And let it grow. It might be, and you say, man, you just don't know what I'm on. I'm not minimizing that. If you're here today, you say, man, I didn't think I was even going to get out of bed. I've been sick. I've been everything else. But you're here. And if you couldn't make it here and you're listening, you say, well, at least I, you know, God's opened up a door where we can watch this at home. You know what I mean? Do you realize how much God uses you guys? Because through the internet, through the technology that God did, all over the world, People are seeing people that trust God, that believe in God, that are going to proclaim the gospel. And, and, and that's you guys. The difference makers in the world. You say, how can I make a difference? Trust Him. Step out. Watch where God's fingerprints are. So look at this. Let's take a look at what God did. Romans uh, 5.8, I love this. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. What? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let me say that one more time. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When I blow it, when I think, what in the world was I thinking? When I look back through my life and I go, I would not pick me. And then I read that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I go, man, I got a chance. You mean you let me do that? Lord, just like what John said, hey, well, you let me know when, where, I'll be there. See, although I didn't go through that, but you know, when I came out of my life that I was living before, and I received Jesus Christ, I was like, man, it's been a long time since I lived like this. It's, it's, it's the spiritual part of what he was just saying in the physical part. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I started to talk different. This is how I go from Buffalo. But I, I, I use different words. Like my wife told me on the first message. She says, you know, there's got to be like a million other words you could use besides that one. You know? See, my, my heart got saved, but my mouth didn't. You know? But God worked that together. That's why I love people where we are. That's what he calls us to do. You can't clean the fish before you catch it. That's not my job anyway. I'm just to love on them. Just like us. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Can encourage. You know, that's the deal. Why do we why do we try to oh well you ought to do this? What, what did it say? But God demonstrates his own love for us. How 
He loves you right where you are. He loves you right where you are, but he won't leave you there. So what is God doing? Look at this, Philippians uh, 2.13. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God is willing to work in your life. Are you willing to let him work in your life? How many people might need just a little bit of work in their life? I put the other foot up there if I could. I'd fall down. Right? He needs to work in our life. Why? Ask your wife. Ask your friends. Ask anybody. Look in the mirror. You know? Because guess what? We still deal with this flesh. We're saved. We're a new creature with a new feature. But boy, it's easy to default to the negative. Yeah, but. I don't know why I keep getting pulled back to that. Maybe somebody needs encouragement. But man, you know, I, I, I talk to people about all different types of stuff. I think one thing that helps keep me on a little bit of an even keel, keel is not so much that, that oh, buddy's got it all together. Buddy talks to a lot of people. Buddy talks to folks that are going through some tough times. But it talks to folks that are older. So do you. Younger with issues. Big decisions. What school to go to? What am I going to do about retirement? What am I going to do about it? And we put all the focus on th these things here. And those are important. But I always go back to this. Where's God in the situation? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior? See, that's, do you remember what John said? He said, thank the Lord that I had the foundation. He had a foundation. Do you have the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ? You can start it today. All you got to do is call on the name of the Lord. Put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. How many know that he rose on the third day? That's a good thing. How many know that he's sitting on the right hand side of God? Amen. That's the gospel message. That's the power. That's the deal. How many knows that that didn't happen? We would all be sung. So that's why I get excited. When I have, we have Easter, Resurrection Day, whatever, I always call it Resurrection Day because he is risen. I don't just share that on one day. That is my life. That is our day. That is what we believe in. That's what the deal is. That's how I can go into the hospital room. And even when things don't look good, I said, man, let me tell you something. Huh? This is not the end. We're just going through. If you live 50 years, if you live 10 years, if you live 90 years, guess what? That's just a small piece of the puzzle life. But we spend so much time getting wrapped around the wheel of certain things here that will pay no eternal dividend. Amen? You know, I, I was talking about Kenny being so willing to, to play music. Me and Kenny played music 20 years ago. Didn't think we played in every place. We played in places as big as a broom closet. I'd have to turn around. He'd do a, a, a roll on the drums, and I had to move. And we played some big places. Guess what? That doesn't really matter. But what happened when I'm getting to that is, look how God brought us out of that to be able to praise him today. That's just amazing, you know? And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm looking out here, and I see the faces, and I, and I know the stories behind the scene, and, and talk to different people online and things like that. I go, man, if somebody ever told us 20 years ago, I said, hey, man, guess what? You'll be jamming out a praise band, and your partner is going to be creeping you. said, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I know he's thinking, what? You know? We, we saw some different things. You know, you got the big light shows. He, he looked at the back of the tree and said, man, you still got the light show? I said, yeah, we got the light show. We don't know if we were hardly using certain things. But our first light show was this. Kenny's brother had got uh, four lamps out of one of the schools. And we put them on a board and we tied them up <laughs> with jump rope. And when you would do a solo, he would have to unplug different ones. Like this, he found me. I'm not talking to switch. We're just plugging stuff in and plugging it out, man. You know, we're, we're rock and rolling, baby. We're living. We're, oh, yeah. Place packed, everything going on. It's like, I'm trying to do a guitar solo. He pulled the wrong one out. I was like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. He's like, I'll get it. I'll get it. You know? And you look, look at that, and you say, wow. God was still working those things together. You know? I, it's just crazy. I, I laugh about those things, you know, because I go, man, God was still moving. Even when we weren't looking for him, God was still looking for us. He knew exactly where we are. He says, you know what? I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. And I'm thankful. So when you go through some of these things, don't get all wrapped around the wheel. I know they're, they're, they're tough. Ask what? 
What are you going to use this for later on, Lord? I don't want to mess it. I don't want to mess it. I told you guys this many, many times. I just feel like I need to share that. Maybe somebody's going to listen there. You are looking at a guy that got sick before school every day till I graduated. I did not want to read in front of a class. I did not want to do any of that stuff, any of that. And to think that God would give you the opportunity and the privilege to do funerals and, 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 and marriages and, and talk about the greatest you've ever. See, guess what? When God gave me life, it got bigger than me. It got bigger than me. It's about him. I don't care. I will share Jesus in a drive through in a minute. It doesn't make no difference. And like I've said many times, if you get in an elevator, man, you're going to hear about Jesus. Because I got you there. Going up, going down, going up. Are you going up or are you going down? Are you sure? Do you know Jesus? And they go, this guy's crazy. Yeah? And my kids are going, yeah. Jesse won't even go with me to the store anymore. You know, we miss when he says, Dad, you're going to conquer everybody. And, you, know, you know, there he is. And then he goes, i got to share this. I'll be in the car or something, getting some gas or something. We're down, down the road. And they, my family, they're, they're, they love me. I, I, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going, oh, then he's like, I'm saying, oh, my knees were hurt. My back hurts. Oh, i got to get some gas. And see somebody know it. And I go, hey, man, what's up? What's happening? They go, it's a miracle. <laughs> you know, they don't want to hear that, you know. I get back in the car and say, watch that, watch that. Because you, when, when you're back home, you're just, you know, mad. Yeah. But they go, man, you know, well, look, honey, I'll tell you what, if you like, sir, let's go around the gas pump to find somebody that you know. <laughs> but, you know, I don't bring all that doom and gloom in on them, right? And I try, I try to be pretty upbeat, you know? And, and it's tough being a patient, right? But sometimes it's even tougher being a caregiver, amen? Pray for those folks my mother-in-law said, amen. <laughs> I heard that grandma. Yeah. But it's tough, but you know, a lot of times when we're going through stuff, um, we think we're making good decisions and stuff, and you find out later, that was not a good decision. I remember when I went through a couple surgeries, uh, Jess was, was he, I had this all planned out. I knew I couldn't drive, and it was right, I scheduled it when he started to get his learners come in. So I said, hey dude, we're gonna go everywhere. Dude. Mom said I shouldn't listen to everything you say right now. <laughs> you know, like, go ahead, man, you can make it. He goes, no, 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 I can't go. And he's like, yeah, I love you, but I don't think that's a good idea. You know, but I think I'm giving him good information. I'm giving medical, I'm giving, I'm the meds are giving the information. Not so good sometimes. So the next time, I just took time and I drove by myself. That's not a good friend either, right? And I wonder why my wife says, you're not a good patient. I thought I was helping Oh, you don't have to worry about me. I got it. It's good. Get the cane. No, I don't need the cane. I can go to the mall. It's only been three days since they cut my leg in half. It's no problem. It was a long night that night. Mm. She said, you need to take some pain meds. I said, I like that stuff. Makes me crazy. She's like, I'll take that. I said, I don't need it. Makes me tough guy. <laughs> about 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm going, honey. I know we can't do nothing about it, but will you come sit with me? <laughs> just, just sit with me, because you don't want to be alone. You know, man, this is not good. And she did, and I appreciate that. And she said, are you going to take the medicine next time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did you think walking the mall was a good idea? I don't know, right? So why do I bring these things up? Because even in the midst of our healing, even in the midst of our situation, we don't always make the best decisions. But I can tell you what the best decision is, is Christ. And he doesn't need you. Amen? So look at this. He's working it all together. He's at work in your life. Amen? Take a look at this. Let's talk about what God has done. Have you ever heard this scripture before? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. How long is eternal? Forever. Then why do we have so many people preaching and teaching that it's not eternal? Open your Bible and read it for yourself. He didn't go halfway through the cross. He didn't come halfway out the ground, right? He's not halfway on the way to heaven. He's sitting on the right hand side of God. It is finished. And we say, well, it just sounds so easy. All I got to do is ask the Lord to come into my life and say, mumble some prayer. No. It's by grace you're saved through faith. I don't know how many times God talked about faith, but it is, it is the whole basis of that. It's faith. 
he made a decision long ago that I will follow the Lord. I don't know where this journey's going to go, but he's not going to leave. I know that God's still working all things together for the good. I'm going to trust in that. If you're here today and you say, I don't know which road it's going to be, uh, how it's going to go, what's going on like that, I'm not making light of it. I'm trying to bring light into it. The light of the gospel message, the light of God himself. He said, well, you have sinners, Christ died for you. He said, man, no welcome for you. You're going to prosper. I'm here for you. I know the plans that I have for you. Amen? God does not program you to fail. I want you to hear that today. We push him out of the equation many times, and, and, we, and we fail. Has anybody ever failed enough where God says, I'm done with you? This side of heaven, isn't it? Never. Look through your Bible. Let's just look through it. Did Adam blow it? Anybody else in there, maybe? Like Paul? Before he was Paul, he was Saul. Did he ever blow up? How about David? Man after God's own heart? Now, please listen to one thing. I'm not telling you you got a license to sin. That is, I'm, I'm telling you that your sin was dealt with on the cross. And from that, receiving that, we should operate differently when things change. I go back to what he said. I felt so good. Now, you know what? When you give your life to the Lord, and you call on the name of Jesus, that doesn't necessarily mean that your situation is going to change before you hit that door. But what it does mean is it's already changed for eternity. That you receive the Holy Spirit. That God says you are mine. No one can pluck you out of my father's hand. How many people know it's good to know where you're going? Amen? How many people got GPS? Right? Sometimes it does recomputing, recomputing. Well, I always call the Bible God's GPS, God's perfect standard. Open that baby up. Let's see what happens is a lot of times people open it up and they want to pick and choose the different route. There's only one route to heaven, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Aren't you glad it's only one way? I say it every time. If it was more than one way, I'd probably mess it up. But it's his way, and it was a tough road, just like John was saying. He said, the road to that cross was long and hard. But that was Friday. Sunday is coming. We can have victorious. We too can be victorious in Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for those here today, and I thank you so much for Brother John being willing to come and share his story. And friends, if you're listening today online, and maybe even listen to this later on, I want you to hear about the grace of God. I want you to hear about the goodness of God. I want you to hear about the love of God. I want you to remember that scripture we talked about while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's not about cleaning up. It's about looking up and receiving from God. Now, what we talked about receiving today. What is it that God has for you that you need to receive? Is it grace? Is it mercy? Is it forgiveness? What is it? Is it his love? Is it healing? All those things are available to us when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. So I want to ask you, How's your journey going? What's your story? How will your story end? You say, well, buddy, I don't know. Do you know how your story's going to end, buddy? No, not exactly while I'm here, but when I leave here, I know exactly how it's going to go down. And God says, you are mine because of what he's done. And I want to give everybody that opportunity today to know, to be secure in Christ through the forgiveness of our sin through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through his shed blood, he made a way for us to be, uh, uh, to, to welcome us back into his family. Sin separates us. Christ reunites us. Are you willing to just say, Lord, take me as I am? Lord, I believe you're the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, today I'm putting my faith and trust in you as a finished work of the cross. Is that you today? Let me tell you. Tell somebody. You know what? Today, I receive the greatest gift ever. Life. Eternal life. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends, if you're listening, let me tell you what. There is no greater decision that you will ever make. Don't put it off, because when you put it off, you're actually really rejecting God. So receive God today by calling on the mighty name of Jesus Christ.
Everybody said amen. Amen. As we get ready to, to switch over here and finish up with a song, I just want to say as you guys are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Please share the video. This is a powerful testimony of the power of God. Let God get the glory. We'll see you soon. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, everybody.